Oh, we have to harmonize also. Uh, Wait, what? Welcome to the fucking Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to a bi weekly uh, podcast produced on Thursdays. All right, let's do this. Everybody, welcome back to the forecast, episode one fifty-five. Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast streamed on Thursdays, released on YouTube and podcast on Fridays. We're a community of people that love exploring, discussing all kinds of things from video games, board games to TV and film, and our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at Facebook.com/slash We the Or sorry, that was the old one. Facebook.com/slash The Horizon FB, or you can come hang out on our Discord channel. Or you can check us out on our website, wearethehorizon.com. We have a bunch of original content for you to browse there, including our multi-arc Starfinder adventure, the Discord signal. Additionally, everything we talk about will be in our cast notes, which will be pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. I am your host this week, I guess, again, Alex, since we're missing an Aaron again. I'm joined by a couple additional peeps here. We got Owen. Hello, guys. Y'all yeah, not binary pals have chad our marketing's confusing you're not to be blamed <laughs> we got jake hey yeah what up and we got caleb hey that's me seriously why Great. have we not just recorded aaron doing that intro once oh yeah and never yeah, done it idea. ever again just plug oh, it man. in every and time plug in the number that's that'd be smart smart what are we doing <laughs> what are we doing it's more Welcome our to the organic. forecast episode 155 <laughs> <laughs> see i love that that's great just our robot yeah. voice over the top of it every day. honestly so good uh we got Sorry, another I list phone right now we got we got another list uh guys to start us off um the list here is uh 101 podcast ideas oh, thank now God. we're not gonna go through 101 of them but we'll i did go through think, 99 <laughs> i did think <laughs> that you know as a podcast we could do a podcast about other podcasts that's that's just smart where's video games is it number three uh i don't know no. where video games is on this uh we could do a podcast about sports because we don't no. know anything about sports or we could do a podcast about not knowing anything about sports bam two ideas oh. right there Ooh. they've got one apparently... wow is video games jesus yeah. Wow, we need really to low. change. We're wow, <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Seventy-one yeah, is yeah. game show. If you guys wanted to, like, you know, uh, I'm a couple gonna runs. throw up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, number one is learning a new skill. Let me tell mm-hmm. you about this new skill that I picked up about reading things about other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, so here's something. Seventy is home improvement, and I'm just kind of baffled. That gaming is below that because home improvement is something you go to like YouTube for to like actually watch yeah. a video on how to yeah. do stuff. Well, not just Chad, listen while you're Chad, in the car. Chad, these are ideas. They are not ranked. They're just a list of ideas. Oh, okay. Well, then they shouldn't oh, have put numbers okay. on. They did put numbers. <laughs> That's a ranking. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think, it coffee. Home, I think it means home improvement, the TV show. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, with that makes a lot of Tim sense. Allen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs more Tim Allen. Well, I mean, I yeah, can read the description definitely. here. 
with some home improvement knowledge in your tool belt, start a podcast about all things home renovation and repair, home design, and general home DIYs. And then every time you switch topics on that one, you can just go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> transition. Hey, yeah. What if we had a podcast that talked about tech or, you know, maybe like movies and, and, and like TV shows? What about that? I don't I know. I do about that. like. Sounds dumb. Wait, what the? Why is. Okay, movie and TV review is on here. Uh-huh. But then later, there's all things cinema. They're uh-huh. next to each other, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? That's the did same you, one twice. Did you not see that five and six were just sports and then people who know nothing about sports? Oh, I did not actually see that. <laughs> Wait, 101 is podcasting. Why not start a podcast on podcasting? Oh, that's wow. what I opened that's with, what, Yeah, that's what we're doing now. <laughs> that's so meta. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, so yeah, that's a, so bad. They're it's, really it's bad. Absolutely There's one about terrible. rating ads. Yeah, that's a ads, whole podcast. Just idea. ads. Just talking See, about ads. I the, like Budweiser. The meta, the meta thing is, is that I heard this list on a different podcast, and I was like, "No, oh, fuck, we need oh to steal God. this shit." <laughs> wow. Uh, but what sailing. we shouldn't steal. <laughs> Whoa, sailing's on there. Yeah, yeah dude, I like. I would. I would bow. love to do an entire okay. podcast on sailing. Let's go. Weekly All right. podcast. New sailing topics every week. You know, just talking about, you know, like where you like to sail, you know, maybe renovations that you've done on your boat, uh, you know, trying to, you know, uh, buy a sailboat, sell a sailboat, repair a sailboat. Maybe you're trying to, you know, like fix your jib uh, or the boom, you know, and you're just like, you know, working away. Maybe you've got some fun drinking stories with your buddies about how you went down to the point. You know, I I can vamp so much on sailing. <laughs> Do not tempt me with a sailing podcast. Quote of the day. Yeah, that, I was, like a really that short feels podcast. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not every podcast has to be two hours long. All right, so yeah, down but I below, think they should be more than five minutes. That's fair. Yeah. After well, the there... actual list, there's a a place that says how to find topics for a podcast. If you go to number three, it just it, there's a section that literally says after uh, generating tools and techniques, Google the alphabet. <laughs> What? what do you mean? So, so I, I read through it a, a little bit, and it says, all right, so for instance, if you're doing a podcast about like entrepreneurship or, um, I guess that's the only thing they really, really say, there's, you know, Google entrepreneurship and then type A after it and hit enter, then entrepreneurship and then space B, and then just see if there's like topics there that you can talk about. Wow. That's yeah. great. That's that's some you good could, stuff. You could do what, you know, every single radio show does and just do podcasts about whatever's trending on Twitter or Reddit. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, your job is done. Fresh uh, Reddit. Little trade secret there. Uh, but this is, in fact, not a podcast about podcasts or anything else like that. This is a podcast about video games and what we've been playing lately. Uh, so, Jake, what video games have you been playing oh, we're gonna start with me. Okay, uh, I've only got one. Uh, so last week I talked about fighting games for like five hours, six hours, something like that. Yeah, roughly, roughly. Uh, no, no. But I, I started another one. I started playing Wild Blue Cross Tag Battle because I think hopefully we're going to be doing a bunch of fighting games this weekend. Uh, yeah. And this is one that I think is going to be featured. Uh, what I really liked about this one is that it's really simple. There's is basically... It? 
Yeah. There's a lot Each... of buttons. There are a lot of buttons, <laughs> but oh I like God. I was fine with it. I was fine with it cuz I actually I played like 15 minutes of this. There's um, like there you only need to know one like input combination. Quarter circle backward, quarter circle backward. Yeah, but there's so many like button combos also and you do them at specific times. There's just uh, buttons i'm it's just easy it's like it's a video so, game I, I'm, I'm just going so uh, you know like right x y x y x y x y x y you know what your base combo is square 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 that yeah that's and fine. that's a cool combo but there's Great. like so many special moves so many there's like four quarter circle backward in a quarter circle backward in b quarter circle forward in a it's easy i think my my only complaint of me playing this game uh, was that I was doing like the story mode to try to like learn characters, and I realized that I have I I don't care about the story or what's going on. I just want to play as the Ruby people. Yeah, I think so eventually I was, like, fine. I think there is like a Ruby storyline, but I think you have to beat the story once to unlock it or something. Oh my god. I'm kind of unclear, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just go and I'll just play the Persona characters, whatever, and I open it up, it's like, okay, do you want to do episode one? And I was like, I mean, I guess, and it's like, okay, great, here are the Blue characters, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know Steve Blue. Get out of here. Yeah, I was like playing some Blue guy, and then this, like, Chie chick showed up, and I was like, okay, I love her. She's great. <laughs> I, I, the second that she showed up, I was like, I instantly understand Tim and Jake on a different level now because I understand Chie. I'm surprised to hear you thought it was complex. Yeah, and I'm I, also surprised I, I'm by probably, that. I probably just think all fighting games are complex, which I do. Mm-hmm. But Fair. there's like a bunch of like combos of two buttons, and they're all used for different things, and you got to keep track of which two go to which. It's just a lot. Yeah, I suppose. And then there's quarter circle versions of every almost every single one of those. Yeah, but it's you don't have to learn like complex button inputs. It's just quarter circle forward. Yeah, that's it. It's just a quarter circle, either forward or backward, and then a button, and it does the cool move. And you're like, oh, dude, yeah, I love that. That's great. I think I yeah. have like five keys mapped, even though that only starts with like, th- I think I have like seven keys mapped, actually, now that I'm looking at my keyboard. It only You're starts using with three keyboard? because all the combos of yeah. buttons, are, some, of, are, some of them are like terrible to reach together. I'm afraid to like ask, nice but are layout. we supposed to use keyboard versus a controller? Like, is this one of those things that you get judged for doing the other? Use whatever you want. Because I, I attempted, I did my first fight on keyboard, and I was like, fuck this noise. <laughs> I need I need to just be, like, spamming X, Y, A, B. Like, I, I don't know what's going on here yeah. on my keyboard, but I did not like any of that. Quarter circle's so easy on a keyboard. Yes. There's two and buttons pushing, back-to-back. Yeah, I was pushing saying, multiple buttons at the same time. On a controller, I was like, this is impossible. On a keyboard, I'm like, oh, easy. Hitting U and J at the same time? I only need one finger, baby. Just you say quarter shit. circle like I understand what any of that is. I just button smash. Down, <laughs> it down, and forward, a tutorial. forward. Yeah, you've got to like, the, on the directional buttons, you form a quarter of a circle. Mm-hmm. You start or if you're it using down, analog stick, you it. just pull it down and then rotate it up to forward. On the mm, keyboard, yeah. though, you can just roll it really quick. Mm-hmm. And I feel I feel like analog sticks aren't precise enough to do it. It makes doing stuff like quarter circle really easy 
but I feel like it's really floaty for everything else. Whereas the D-pads, I mean, my thumbs bleed. <laughs> so yeah, keyboard, that's fair. Keyboard's like a really nice, happy medium for me, at least. Yeah. I used to do yeah. D-pad on controller because it was way more precise than the analog stick. But it, yeah. it does like mess with your thumb. It's hard. Like literally, I would finish playing and it'd be like, my thumb hurts. Yeah. Which is weird. Back in the day when I played Street Fighter 2 a lot, I... I like injured my thumb on the D-pad. Oh my oh, god! Like actually, like tore up the skin some because I was using Jesus. like the PlayStation D-pads so that kind of that kind of uh, got like sharp pointy. edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you basically like to do dragon punches and stuff. Like you just rub your thumb like as hard as possible across that thing. Yeah, that's dedication, though. Did you yeah. at least win? Uh, we were all pretty bad. So okay. <laughs> so probably, probably yeah. at least one. I, yeah, that's maybe, my old maybe fight club. Bit. You have an Back old fight club? Oh my god. Other people no, we're actually talking about fight clubs. What are you doing? They uh, ruined the first sports. rule. Yeah. That, that <laughs> fight club's disbanded now, so that's null and void. Mm. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Not, all rules are null and void now. Um, uh, speaking of some, uh, some other anime-based video games, hey, Chad! What, what have you been playing lately? Wow, we just, we leapt to the bottom of the pile. Uh, <laughs> this, is a, this is jarring. This is, oof, was not ready for this. <laughs> Uh, play a, a little neon white. Um, realistically, I have been playing way less video games lately than uh, I have uh, before moving. Um, basically, just been trying to get the house together. Uh, you know, moving to a seventy-seven-year-old house from a ten-year-old house is a little jarring. Um, so, <laughs> trying to get everything all set up and get couches and spending tons of money there. But neon white, really cool game. Um, yeah, I got through all the way to chapter five or six or whatever i've basically started just one shotting missions and not really caring what time i got just to get through the missions and i'll go back later <laughs> yeah i was gonna you say be in the top he... 50 for each mission yeah it, it was taking a while, while doing that yeah <laughs> there's a couple though that i like i if when i'm going through uh the levels i'll be like this level's really cool and i'll just like sit on that one for a while um but yeah for the most part i've i've been uh Kind of one-shotting each of them, and I—I I also don't know if I'm the only one of the group who's played this game with just every single time there's cutscenes hitting F to fast-forward through everything. But I have zero clue about the story. Oh. I only—I've only played the game. I was—I was interested in the story at least a little bit. I didn't think it was too bad. Um, I've been listening to the characters so far. Yeah, I've been having a good—I had a good time with it. Um, and Chad, I'll have you know that I got myself into some top rankings. Uh, uh, while playing some Neon White, I, I got to the top 200 for beating the entire game and not dying with uh, all rockets, which is one of the modes that you unlock at the end of the game. Interesting. All rockets. Yeah, they just everything you pick up is a rocket. <laughs> and it just go through, it, it shuffles every single map, and so it, you go through all 96 levels with all rockets and you just have to get to the end without dying and i managed to get there and i was like in the top 200 of that and i felt really good and then i saw how many people have actually done that and it's like 400 some people <laughs> because it's uh, so hard that's funny yeah alex was telling me that there's stuff that you can get to once you actually like get through all of the levels and i was like oh i should probably try to actually get through all the levels <laughs> Yeah, there's, um, you know, like, surprisingly other things in the game than just, you know, hey, do this one level 50 billion times so you can be top 50 in, like, man, but do like, it in six seconds. 
literally raging at the computer about 0.01 second is just it's just amazing and then once you get it once you get that level down oh man that water one still is my favorite where you like go under the bridge and like jump up to get the card and then go along the side of the, the uh uh the enemy and you blow up the circle first and then shoot oh, yeah. yourself through the little area where there's actually water and get all the way through and like in a pattern just like left middle middle right and then you know blast yourself that's just great it's the flow of neon white is just really cool when you start getting some levels down yeah it it is really fun to play and it's very fun to watch there are things that i feel like uh, later on you're gonna really enjoy because you just there, there there's there's some later levels that are very beautifully well done and you just flow like you're just jumping from one card to the next card and it's just like this wonderful dance that you're doing across the screen and i think it's just extremely well done yeah i'm excited to see more content because i i finally got to like the green gun where you slam yourself on the ground and then there's like the red shotgun where you could basically uh make yourself shoot forward in any direction you're looking instead of like the sniper where it's just on that one plane. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's cool stuff. And everything like flows kind of nicely. Switching weapons, like using stuff at certain times. Um, it's also really fascinating to look, go through a level a couple times and like you get to like a certain time, uh, time of doing it and you're like, must be missing something because people are, are legitimately getting like three to four seconds ahead of me. And so, you you know, go on a YouTube, look up the level and just, man, I never even thought about taking that path. And then you start like mastering that path and you get close to the, the those numbers. And it's like, just really cool. Really cool game. I think what's insulting though, is when you look it up because I do this when I'm going against you because like you just lap me so badly on maps and then I'm like, okay, what is Chad doing that I'm not doing? And then I like look up like some of the fastest times on YouTube, and it's literally the same shit that I'm doing, just better. <laughs> and I just feel so bad. Then I'm just like, okay, this is Chad gets to win this one. I don't know. <laughs> like, like it just feels so bad. I'm just like, I'm taking this path. I'm just not as good. So what else we... have you been playing lately? Right, if we go backwards for a second, it's not listed here, uh, but it, it kind of reminded me, me saying I didn't really care about Neon White's story reminded me of me popping Guilty Gear on and then scrolling down to the what I thought was the story mode, mm-hmm. and I proceeded to watch anime for a while, waiting for <laughs> the game to start, not realizing that the game was never going to start. So, that was cool. That was a, that was a trip. I started spamming through and clicking through a, a lot of scenes before I realized, let me just back out and see if I could just go find a fight somewhere. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you missed last podcast when we talked about all the fighting games and Jake explained that it's just four hours of anime. Yeah, see, you miss out on one podcast and then you get misled. Yep, you you gotta listen, man. That's if I'm not here, I'm listening to us Friday morning on all of the socials because that's just what I do to make sure that I'm not missing a beat with you guys. So I actually started playing Pray for the Gods again. Um, I think I had talked about how they made a couple more bosses, maybe like, I don't know, six months ago or something like that. I, I, I mentioned it on a podcast how it came out in 1.0. Um, 
but I started a survival hard mode. The only other mode above that, I think, is like legendary or something like that. But I didn't want to like completely punish myself. I just wanted to kind of challenge myself since I've beaten through six bosses on like a normal mode and uh, I kind of know the flow of each one of the bosses. What I didn't expect is to get to the second boss, which was uh, one that I one-shot every single time and spend an hour or two on it trying to beat it because my stamina kept uh, depleting. Um, I would get hit randomly by random stuff and, and lose too much health and freeze to death. Uh, I'd fall into the water and drown. Um, yeah, it was it was a good time, though. Uh, they've done a lot of um, really cool things with that game. They've uh, added a iframe to the dodge. Uh, they've added different climbing modes. Um, so when the game originally released, basically what you did is you jumped and you clicked a button and you held on. You could let go of the button and climb up. And then when the, the boss shakes, you hit, you tap Y. Uh, or on keyboard and mouse, you type a, tap a button uh, and it kind of saves your stamina um, from depleting faster. You, you know, you kind of knuckle down a little harder uh, and then you continue climbing. Uh, they made it to where there's the quote unquote classic mode, which is from um, Battle of the Colossus, where uh, once you jump on, you just hold and, and then you continue holding and that's it. You don't have to hit a button when they shake. You just holding uh, saves your stamina. Then there's the auto climb mode, which is as soon as you jump towards them, it'll just auto grab for you and you never have to hit a climb button. Um, I believe you still have to hit the Y button or whatever other button when they start shaking. So that's cool. Um, from what I understand, they just like improved performance a little bit. Um, I don't know what else really there is that they developed out, but uh, very disappointed in Aaron because um, I when I clicked on to pray for the guys to go back and play it, I like kind of looked through my friends list to see who has played a little bit of that game. And you know, there's like I think Jake with a couple hours. Um, I don't know if Caleb even owns it, kind of thing. And then Aaron literally played it, but only played twelve minutes. <laughs> That's he literally played, barely even playing it. Yeah. yeah, he played twelve minutes and said this game's not for me and put it back down. Um, Just return it, my dude. <laughs> So what what that tells me is because, like I said, I started replaying this game. He literally got through the initial boss, which is probably the most boring boss. It's just the, hey, this is how you beat a boss boss, the tutorial, and then he put it down. There's just like, there's no mechanics with that boss. You just, you just you kill it real quick. And then it's like, okay, that's how you play the game. And then that's it. That's it. That's all I did. So I told him I was displeased. I, as you should. I, I think that uh, people would be upset if, you know, other people on the podcast weren't playing the games that they were playing so they couldn't what? understand what was going on in these games. I don't know anybody who would do such a thing. Um, I don't think you're going to get anybody to play Fallout. <laughs> I, I, was, I was more of saying, you know, like how I don't play half of the titles that we have for the game of the year. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, how's, that, how's that Elden Ring going over there, Alan? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I looked at Elden Ring and I thought, mm, not for me. Uh, <laughs> Dang. Uh, hey, Caleb, uh, what have you uh, what have you been playing lately? I've been going back through my who finished category on Steam, finishing a bunch of old games, older games. So finished 100% in Sekiro. 
That's a blast. I've uh, been playing a bunch of Binding of Isaac in the. They added a DLC last year sometime called Repentance. Repentance? Yeah, that's right. And they added a tainted version of every character, which is a just a twist on the existing character that makes them harder to play most of the time, but pretty interesting. So, like, uh, for one example, Isaac always starts with a D6, which allows you to reroll items when you find them. Tainted Isaac, every item pickup is constantly swapping between two things, and you can choose which of the two you want to pick up. But you can only have a total of eight items over the entire run. So you got to, like, be really careful with a lot more options. That seems... That, yeah, I was going to say, that seems very limiting. Yeah, yeah. Tainted Isaac is actually really tough. I don't think I've beat almost any boss of them. But they... There's, there's a ton of characters, and now that there's a tainted version of everyone, there's a lot of ways to play that game. And I think I, I'm getting higher on achievements. I'm at... Uh, 466 out of 637. Hey, that's more than so, so many. Doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I'm at 73%. Not bad. Not bad. That's not bad. Working my way up. Hopefully this... one day I'll finish that completely. This game has like what, like 120% achievements or something like that? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about Hollow Knight, which has the. Beat the mm. game 112%. Um, you know, I think I am thinking of Hollow Knight. <laughs> hey, Alex. <laughs> have you so, been playing Hollow Knight recently? Yeah. So I talked about it last podcast. Uh, but since then, I went through and finished the regular ending and the true ending. And Path true of ending, Pain. Quote, unquote. And Path of Pain, yeah. Path of Pain is a pain. God <laughs> Seeker? God Seeker, is that uh, what it's called? Gone Home, I think. God Home. God, God, God Home. No, Gone God Seeker, Home. <laughs> not Gone Home. That's a different game. Oh. God Seeker is a thing also. I think God Home is the name of the DLC. Yeah. God Seeker, I think, possible. is the guy that you dream now to get there. Yeah. Mm. I've done two of the Pantheons, two of the five. Uh, and the Pantheons are basically just boss rushes with a new boss at the end. Um, the first two are pretty easy. The third one seems doable, also, but I've kind of, I've I've come to the conclusion I'm not gonna go through all five of them. So why <laughs> go through any more anyway? I don't know. It's probably smart. They do get. I mean, I never finished it. Yeah, like borderline impossible for yeah. for me at least. I've heard I've the last one. Pantheon for ages. I've heard the last Pantheon is like one of the toughest achievements in all of video games. It's Ooh. literally, it's every boss in the entire game, back-to-back, -back, no checkpoints. With with one extra. With a brand new boss at the oh, end that yeah. is like the hardest yeah. boss. That yeah. seems so hard. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. <laughs> so to, the, the problem I have with those are, is like, alright, you got a new really hard boss, let me like sit here and fight it for a while, learn its patterns and that kind of stuff. If I were to try to do that with Pantheon 5, it's like, no, no, no! I gotta fight all the other bosses first to get the chance to try to see some well, of the new moves. There is a hall. There's a place you can go where there's just a statue of every boss, and you can challenge it there. Yeah. Oh, so once you've seen it one, I think you can go play it in yes, the hall. That is that's useful. Alone. Wow. Mm -hmm. okay. The bad thing is you get really good at beating boss number. <laughs> 50 yeah and then you gotta do 49 and then you get back to 50 <laughs> yeah. and you're like shit i don't remember how to beat this guy and then you lose yeah, yeah. it seems it seems kind of crazy i thought all, all the other like 
hard stuff in the game was cool. Like the Grim Troop stuff was really fun. Mm-hmm. Nightmare King Grim is a, is an excellent fight. Yeah, it's a blast. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't um, accidentally skip it. <laughs> did you skip it? Yeah, I didn't realize I was skipping it until I was like, oh, okay, no. good job, you're done with the DLC. And I was like, oh. No, that's yeah. a really good fight. Yeah. I mean, I fought him through the Pantheon, so I did get oh, to fight him at least. Yeah, you got to see him at least. There, there's that. Yeah. Um, I mean, arguably the the charm you get for doing the other path is way more useful. I don't know. That get, was, it's just like a chance to negate it's, damage, right? It's a chance to negate damage, yeah. Which it's is boring charm. It's way better than the absolutely useless companion that it gives you. Oh no, you he's you great. You, oh, you, you can make like a whole. He's so bad. You can make like a whole uh, sp- summon build with him in there. All the Man, weaverlings. None of them are the so stinky good. charm. So like, who even cares? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I did all that. I I fought Radiance after, you know, Hollow Knight. Also, there's another ending where like, you do all the stuff to get to the true ending, and then Hornet shows up during the Hollow Knight fight. And you just like don't you don't dream nail him. You just yeah, you're like you screw you, Hornet. Yeah, she just dies. It's very, it's messed up. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. You're just like ah oh, nah, screw you, Hornet. I'm doing this my way. Um, yeah, beat Radiance. Radiance is a really cool fight. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also did like the thing with the mushroom that gives you another extra oh, cutscene yeah. at the end. Mm-hmm. Where he just like blasts off into space and it says to be continued. And I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah, that's Silk Song, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Almost here, guys. I do. Can we yeah, talk eventually. about how cool that fucking Radiance fight is when he walks out and he just looks at what appears to be the setting sun? Yeah. And just draws his nail. It's like, it, is he going <laughs> to fight the sun? Yeah, and then you very... fight the sun. Yeah. It's really epic. It's fucking Excellent. great. I loved it. I will say. I I finished all that and then I was like, cool, now time to figure out what the story meant. And I went to YouTube and found somebody that could explain it to me. Was it Moss because, Bag? Yeah, it's always Moss Bag when it comes to I had no it. idea. And I, I don't know. It was like a 20 minute video that explained all the lore. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense now. Like Hollow Knight or the Hollow Knight was like your brother, essentially. And you needed like they needed a, a husk that had no nothing like in his head to be able to contain the radiance because the radiance fed off of people's dreams and like infected everybody. And also like Hornet is your half sister because one of the dreamers like agreed to lock away the hollow Knight and the radiance only if the pale King would give her a, do- uh, a child dollar. So Pale King's getting around. He had, you know, <laughs> all King the abyss bugs. children with, with, with the, the white the, lady, right? The white lady, mm-hmm. yeah. And then also Hornet with the Queen of Deep Nest. All this cool lore that I was like, man, <laughs> glad that's in the game and I could totally understand it, what they were talking about the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's very much got that Dark Souls storytelling. Yeah. I mean, if it if it makes you feel any better, I do the same exact thing w- during every expansion of World of Warcraft. I'm just like, I'm sorry, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I? I just I I level my character up and then I immediately go to like some YouTube page to explain what my character is doing. 
on this new continent or whatever. Just be like, oh yeah, here's the story. And be like, cool, thank you, 20 minute YouTube video. Uh, what else uh, have you been uh, playing there, Alex? I also did the Path of Pain. I just want to mention it took me like took me so many, so long, like four or five hours, something like that, to get through the Path of Pain. Cool. And stuck on that final section for a really long time. The final section, I think, by itself took me over two hours. Oh my god. Uh, for anyone who's not played it, Path of Pain is a really hard platforming challenge in Hollow Knight, yeah. where you're basically like going through buzz saws and like pogoing from buzz saw to buzz saw. It's yeah. it's buck wild. It's really hard, but really satisfying to get through. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Caleb had to direct me to it, and then he was like, "You don't get anything for doing this, but you can do it if you want." And I, I was warned like, him. I was like, "It's gonna take a while too." If you the want the up. hundred, you need it for one hundred twelve percent completion. I think. Do uh, you? Probably. Mm, I didn't think you at needed the very it end, anything. you get a um a bestiary entry. You do, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get 112% completion not. anyway, so... <laughs> wow, embarrassing. I mean, I mean, I'm at like 109% or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quitter. And I think... <laughs> each Pantheon gives one. I think each Pantheon is the, the last 1% each that I need. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to check my achievements. Because I did go through and get all of the Hunter's Journal stuff, including like... Killing the things to get the extra entry. Uh, that's a really cool section when you go confront him after that's done. Mm-hmm. Cool little fake out thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Path of Pain, I finished it after hours, right? And then immediately looked up the, the world record speed run of somebody doing it in like two minutes, like the entire thing. I was like, I feel so bad about myself. <laughs> Don't I knew I was gonna feel bad when you try to compare yourself to a first attempt at something. Yeah, I knew I was gonna make myself feel bad, <laughs> but I was like, I just want to see. I just want to see how easy they make it look. Gosh, and it's so ridiculous. How f- I mean, they do the entire thing without taking a single hit in in two minutes, and it took me like four or five hours, something like that. Crazy. Crazy. I also watched a uh, vod of Small Ant running it, and. He had never done it before, never seen it, and just went through it, and it took him like 23 minutes to get through the entire thing. <laughs> Is it, a, are we sure he humor. was telling the truth about that? Yeah. Because it's really I mean, easy to be like, yeah, I've never done this before. You know? As far as I know, he, I mean, that was during his playthrough of Fallen Knight that he did mm-hmm. on stream, so I don't know. Um, I've also been playing, after I finished up Hollow Knight, CrossCode, which you may oh, know yeah. from me saying CrossCode's really good every Game of the Year <laughs> podcast. Uh, they put out a DLC for it a while back that is like an epilogue called A New Home. It wraps up a lot of the story beats and gives you, like, there's a section in the main game where you do a raid with your group, but it gets interrupted because story. And so you get to finish the raid in the DLC. And uh, they add a final dungeon that kind of culminates everything. I'm actually like right ready to start the last dungeon at the point I'm at. Uh, and then I walked up to start it and the character's like, Hey, yeah, you can, t- you can totally start this now or you can prepare more. Like, talk to Lucas if you want to know what your gear's looking like. And I'm like, all right, cool. 
talk to Lucas. Lucas is like, yeah, you probably could do it, but you know, you could use better gear. <laughs> I mean, Lucas it, it, didn't believe in you. Lucas is like, yeah, it might be okay, but maybe, <laughs> maybe upgrade something. And I'm like, freaking a. So then I've I've spent like, I spent so much time trying to track down materials for better gear. I'm almost at the point where I'm like, I'm just gonna run it without <laughs> upgrading. My one issue with that game is it can be a little grind heavy sometimes. Yeah, that was like that was the reason I never finished it. Yeah, they're like, we, it's a fake MMO in this RPG world. Let's put like real MMO grind in it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weird energy. Weird. Uh, but I don't know. Like they introduced ascended gear in this DLC, and ascended gear is essentially like, this is what you're gonna need for end game. It is not level specific it matches whatever level you are and scales forever mm-hmm. um so i have all a base ascended gear but i don't have any like the special ascended gear that gives extra bonuses and they're like i don't know you could use better gear maybe and then i go look up like stuff you would have to farm to get that gear and a lot of the people are in the dungeon that i'm about to do that you need to like kill to get the equipment. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I could just do it. I, from what I've read on Reddit and so like that, people are like, they expect you to be like level 70 when you go into it and come out at like level 75 ish. And I'm there. So maybe I'll just run it. I don't know. I mean, what's the worst that happens? You go in, you realize it's impossible. You go grind for gear, I guess, right? And yeah. this, there's, there's like the story significance of like you race your your guildmates when you ever you do a dungeon and that's like an actual like they time you how long you're in the dungeon and if you complete it within a certain time then the story will be like you won versus they won so i always want to try to be able to like beat them because i never did dumb maybe NPCs. there's also like duels you do i did the final duel with apollo pretty hard beat him though and then he was like i don't know what is the meaning of life anymore and i was like sorry <laughs> apollo is that the falcon guy i got falcon deep. looking guy yeah he's like did i even teach her anything she beat me every time i don't understand <laughs> i'm like yeah it's brutal get wrecked kid <laughs> jeez have a uh, heart but yeah there's like a lot of like character moments and and wrapping stuff up there's a lot of um There's some there's some story stuff that happens late in the game that spawns some ideas and things that they are paying off on now that I didn't even consider as like stuff that they should explore, but they are now, which is kind of cool. I don't know. Cool. It's a lot of I was going to say some stuff, but it's a lot of really spoilery stuff, <laughs> so I'm just not going to. Yeah. So maybe don't say the spoiler stuff. Okay, Owen. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is anyone here gonna play it? Yeah. Yeah. Caleb's considering. Okay. It's in my to finish list, and that's what I'm working through right now. So. Oh, I was saying yeah because I agree with Jake. I'm not actually gonna play this. Oh. <laughs> it's confusing to say yeah when I say say is anyone yeah. gonna finish it? <laughs> yeah, I, I realize I realize that yeah, I messed no, I was that like, up. I didn't even think you played the base game. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, that's what I was saying. It was like I I have no interest. Uh, uh, and there's a new area to explore. So there's yeah, that. that's cool. 
jump puzzles and stuff. It's always fun. Um, great game. So, some uh, talking about a, a great game. I went back to a classic today. Um, there's World this Warcraft? thing. No, uh, <laughs> there's this game called Skyrim. Never heard, Never of, heard it. of it. I know. Uh, but there's this thing called Skyrim Together, where uh? you play Skyrim but with people. Is this the same as Fallout? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's as buggy as Fallout 76. Let me fucking tell you that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, it's a it's a it's a mod for Skyrim that allows you to get a bunch of people onto a server and play Skyrim together. Uh, and so I jumped into this public server and I just like walk into the first town and there's this person who's like kneeling, but they're somehow like it's one of the NPCs and they are normally kneeling in the town, like I guess begging for your coin or something like that. And I just see her like sliding backwards through the streets of the town oh, great. and i was like oh yeah this is going well and then i see this other like weird animation go across and then i realize that's weird animated uh, it's weirdly animated not because it's an npc but because it's an actual person and so then i just started following this person around and like you have a little like chat box that you can chat with people but this like i i mean every single person i ran into in the game they just like crouched they just looked at you and then crouched up and down a bunch. And then you do the same and then you just like follow each other around and go kill random shit. Um, it sounds also... like we need to explore this for the 24 hour stream and see how fast we can beat the game. Honestly, oh my God. a thousand percent yes. <laughs> because you can group up and do quests together. Like one person is the person that like holds the quest that you're like progressing their quest line of or whatever. And so I think a thousand percent all of us make characters. We all like start playing Skyrim together and doing like stupid things in the quests. I think it would be a lot of fun. I honestly thought it was really it's a cool idea. I'm surprised it works as well as it does. Uh, honestly, like yeah, it's some buggy shit, but it's Bethesda. When is shit not buggy? And this is a mod for it. So when are mods for Bethesda games not buggy? Yo, turn um, the FPS up. See that cart go wild. <laughs> they've been working on this mod for like five a years or something. Time. Like yeah. so long. The the surprising thing was is that once they released the mod uh this week, they're like, and we're done. They just they just were like straight up like, okay, here you go, community. If you want to improve it, go ahead. We're done with this shit now. We're moving to other things. Goodbye. <laughs> um, which I was like, hey, fair enough. You you did the hard work, you made the thing. Thanks. It, yeah, you know, I'm excited to run around in Skyrim with some people. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, something else that I've been playing recently uh, is been playing some Magic, been getting back into some Magic. Uh, there's this uh, new set of uh, Commander Legends uh, Battle for Baldur's Gate. So it's a bunch of Magic cards, all with characters and items and things from. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons lore, specifically the Baldur's Gate games, and so that's really cool to kind of see that interaction. This isn't the first time that they did a D&D crossover, uh, but it is kind of neat. Now, the reason I wanted to bring it up, because I know that we're not really a Magic the Gathering podcast, um, is that so there is that set that I've described of cards that exist in the real world. Then to fuck with everyone, they were like, hey, we're going to have a set called uh, the Battle for Baldur's Gate Alchemy 
on Arena. And normally Arena's just like the digital version of the actual paper thing. But this time they said, fuck you. And what they've decided to do is change all of the cards. Hmm. So none of the cards in paper are the same digitally, even though they look the same because it's the same art and that they're named similarly. They all do different shit, which is very confusing and I hate it. I don't know why they decided to do this. Um, there are some neat ideas that they explored in the alchemy set uh, where they did some things that you can't do in paper. Like basically there's a card that uh, could transform into six separate cards, which you can't do in paper because there's only like one that normally when you're transforming, you have the front of the card and then it transform into the back of the card where you can't do that unless you got like a six sided card. So there's stuff like that that I was like, this is neat, but now you make my head hurt because all of the things that I'm learning from one of these sets is a lie to the other set. And it just makes knowing things of what's going on in either of the games hard because then you're like, oh, I've seen this. I know how this card plays. And then you like think that the dragon's going to do something and it doesn't do that. It does something completely different and you lose. And I'm like, oh. This seems like poor game design. I don't know why you do this. It does seem like a weird choice. It, yeah, like I, if you were, if they were going to do it to explore like that six-sided card thing, sure, go for it. Make a brand new set mm -hmm. and explore that stuff. I don't think that's a bad thing. In fact, it's very fun, and I'm glad that they did it. But it just seems weird to like take something else that already exists that people were looking forward to coming to arena and then just mucking it up for the purposes of you trying something new. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't have just done Baldur's Gate as a set on arena and then done a separate set of just like brand new things. Right. Um, so that was, uh, that was the thing that I've been dealing with with the past week of kind of been playing the two things in two different formats and being a little confused. Uh, but all in all, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, either of which is pretty fun and I've had a good time with it. So, yay. Um, I, I think it's just a, it's a good way of kind of introducing people uh, into the game and kind of getting something interesting for people to kind of like build decks around. Uh, I also appreciate the fact that it's not a powerful set. And I put quotation marks there because a lot of people will buy sets that have like a lot of good cards in them. And they don't really think that this has like a lot of good cards. So all of the packs and everything are now dirt fucking cheap. And it's ridiculously fun to play. And so I'm so happy with that because it's like, fine, hate this set as much as you want people that are buying this for powerful shit. I do not care because now it means that I can go buy another booster box of this and go play with my friends for like $70 rather than 100 And like... Wow, I didn't realize it was that cheap. <laughs> yeah, like $70 for a booster box is honestly like insanely cheap. Uh, and so I love that. 
uh and and i think that's a, a very good time and so i think it's a good way of having like a, a kind of a cheap product to bring people into the game and being like hey here here's something that you might be familiar with it's not that expensive at your local store so go buy a couple packs it'll be the cheaper ones and maybe you find something interesting that like will pull you in from the realm that you do know of dungeons and dragons and bring you over into um into magic um so yeah that's kind of been what I've been doing. Uh, let's go I just, into. I yeah. find it so horrifying that seventy dollars is the cheap one. Yeah. I mean, like you can buy like you know just like a deck for twenty bucks and play it against somebody or something like that. But I'm talking about like uh, a draft booster, which is like what you see displayed inside of stores, and you use all of those packs in a draft with eight players who everybody gets three and then you pass them around and you draft the cards and you build decks out of that. Um, and so, yeah, doing a draft, especially if you're buying all of that yourself is, yeah, that's expensive. But then when you like, if you went to a game store to do these kind of drafts, it's like 20 bucks because if you think about it, it's like, or 15 to $20 because you're like spending just a couple bucks per pack that you'd be getting. And you'd multiply that by eight people. Um, so you get roughly the same amount there. Uh, but yeah, like cardboard gets expensive in magic. <laughs> You're not wrong, Jake. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't gone Kevin, uh, on the, on the Kevin end of the deep end of spending a ton of money on it, but I'm not far behind. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Hey, what's been going on in, in the video game news world? There's... There's pirate stuff, I hear. Yeah, so Skull and Bones, that like ultra-cursed Ubisoft <laughs> pirate game they've been making for seven years, maybe? Something that game, like that? I'm not sure anyone ever ever wanted, but now I'm sure no one has a desire yeah. to play anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Did anyone watch the uh, their gameplay reveal thing? Yeah, I did yeah. not. No. It doesn't look very good. Sad. No. Yeah, it sounds very upsetting. It, uh, I mean, you gotta it give it to It looks a little too overcomplicated, and it just makes me want to play Sea of Thieves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least they went for a really unique angle. It's sort of like an open-world multiplayer game where you gather <laughs> resources to craft stuff. And I don't, I don't think anyone's made a game like that before. Yeah, I've never heard so of that, any. So that was really refreshing, at least. <laughs> I got to the part in the video where they're looking through a telescope, and there's the circle in the middle that fills up every time you look at something for long enough. And I threw up <laughs> and I closed the video because that's like the iconic Ubisoft ploy is yes. you just stare at something for a long time. And you, and sometimes it doesn't work because you're not hitting the sweet spot. You hit mm -hmm. that sweet spot or it doesn't work. Oh God. That's I remember crazy. doing that in Assassin's Creed when you'd like have your eagle or your whatever vision, mm -hmm. and they're like, you know, like, oh, it's near here, but it wasn't quite the sweet spot, so it wouldn't ping uh, for you until you hit that spot. I hated that shit. What's crazy to me is it, it looks like the combat looks like Black Flag, which came out like, you know what? I'm just going to Google it. Yeah. And Several years ago. I think a I was long like 20, time ago. I mean, this game. This game no, spawned from Black Flag. Like yeah. they put out Black Flag, and then they're like, "What if we did like a game that focused entirely?" Black Flag was nine years ago. Yeah, on like being <laughs> in. Uh, Honestly, I think if they RPG. just were like, 
They just took the bones of Black Flag and were like, just make another single player game like this, but cut out the stupid assassin shit. I think <laughs> right? that would have done really well. I think but that's what everybody like, wanted. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're like, oh, it's gotta be a life service. Yeah, everyone loves life services. Money off of it, guys. Yeah, so let's make something nobody will fucking buy, <laughs> and then we're guaranteed to make money. Mm-hmm. According mm-hmm. to the wiki, this this game spawned out of Black Flag and actually began development in 2013. That is when Black Flag came out. Yep. Nine right. years in development hell. I can't believe it doesn't look good. That's crazy. <laughs> so and nutty. Then... It was announced uh, E3 2017. Like, we got our cinematic trailer there. And it's just been like churning this whole time. It's apparently been like reimagined several times. Like it was originally an MMO. It had a working title Black Flag Infinite at one point. Horrible. No. No. <laughs> just just straight up. Nah. Yeah, uh, I don't. I really don't know who this is. It's really it's weird. For. I think the weirdest part about this game is there's no land exploration or like hand combat. There's no sword or gun combat. You can't yeah. explore the islands. You can't fight people. You can't board ships. Man, but that just makes another game like way better. Yeah. Boarding <laughs> mechanic, right? There is a boarding they, mechanic. Yeah, they talk about like, oh, you can sink their ship or you can like board them. And it's like, but the, if there's no. Melee combat. I, How does the do I just walk up and from, push X to win? From what yeah. I understand, I think there's like um like some sort of boarding mechanic, and then once you succeed at that, it kind of just like does it. <laughs> but what what's the mechanic? Because it's not know. fighting. No. Is it a QTE? Maybe. Oh, it's gonna man. be some sort of like ship mini game to get your. Like you're gonna have to disable them and then like line How up your ship or something. Ubisoft so yeah. bad at games. It's unreal. Like literally, if you look at the comments for that video, almost every comment is like, "I would like this game, but it looks like they ruined it, so <laughs> I'm just not gonna get it." Yeah, it, I just I don't understand how there's like, "Hey, we've got a good idea," and then you're like, "Okay, and we're gonna make." better stuff and you're like all right cool so we're gonna get better you know pirate stuff i like this i like this it's gonna look cool and then they're like but what if we make it awful on every gameplay standpoint and it's like you've you've lost us you've lost all of us i don't understand what goes on that they constantly do shit like that what's funny is sorry go ahead they they wanted to do the whole like harvest materials survival crafting thing but they don't have like land exploration, so you just kind of like shove your ship up against the side of the <laughs> island Which and is harvest hilarious. the trees. It is so funny silly. to watch. <laughs> it's, I mean, Ubisoft. I think it's because you know Steve Ubisoft. <laughs> no, they made Assassin's Creed two once, and they went, "Wow, people really liked that." So they've <laughs> just made Assassin's Creed two. I guess also Far Cry three. So mm-hmm, they've made those mm-hmm. games over and over and over and over again for the past several years. A little different. They did at one point decide Assassin's Creed should be The Witcher 3 instead of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it got infinitely better when they decided that it should be The Witcher rather than Assassin's Creed. Sure. But, you know, they're not like, ooh, a pirate game. Let's figure out like a fun way to do it. They're like, ooh, a pirate game. How can we make that Assassin's Creed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I have not. I have not. I mean, Ubisoft's other issues aside. I've not been a fan of Ubisoft for a while because all of their games feel like, oh, this is just like the last one, but I had to pay $60 for it again. Cool. Yeah. 
And frequently it just feels worse than the last one. A lot of times they do make it worse. Which is weird. It is. It's impressive, honestly, <laughs> that they managed to do that. But... You must not have played House. Played what? What? One of their games. I don't know what it is. Oh, it's for iPhone and Android only. Oh, it's it's H-O-W-R-S-E. Horse. I've never heard of Oh, that. it's about horses. Yeah. <laughs> Free-to-play browser game. Okay. Uh, yeah, dude. Is X Defiant <laughs> even out yet? That game was something. What was the game? X Defiant. It's the Ubisoft Call of Duty game. Oh. It is not no. out yet. They had a beta for that a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Uh, I think, I think like their, their Rainbow Six stuff and their Tom Clancy stuff uh, is always kind of decent, at least, like playable and not something that you would launch and groan about. Wow. Siege is actually like popular. I was going to say, Siege people is... do like Siege. That's probably the yeah. last like big hit they've had. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It came out with Roller Champions, which is once again decent, and I think could maintain a fan base just because it's one of those um, sports-style games that kind of just live on, like kind of like Rocket League, Rocket League where it just yeah. lives on forever. Sure. Because it's just something easy to pick up and play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. An interesting company. <laughs> they have uh, ideas. Um, but there are better pirate games that also are in the news. Yeah, so Sea of Thieves actually came out with a new season, um, July 11th, I think, and there was a lot of mm-hmm. updates and stuff like that. Something that I saw was uh, respawn timers were messed with. Um, so like if you die and you go to the like cursed land or whatever, you come back faster. And well, I, like I, that. I couldn't, I didn't read the patch notes fast enough, um, and I couldn't tell with people talking if they were saying that it was actually linked to how many players were on a ship. So, like, if you're on a sloop, you spawn faster. Mm. And if you're on a galleon, you spawn slower. Um, which is actually kind of... If they did it that way, it's really cool. They did it the other way, where it's... If you're on a galleon, you the same speed as a sloop, and everything's just faster, then... I like that, too, just because it gets boring sometimes when you board a ship, you kill them all, and you just stand there waiting <laughs> for it to sink. It'll be much, yeah. much fun, more fun to be able to, like, board a ship um, now, alternatively, it's going to be much worse when there's actually a sweaty crew that you're fighting and, like, they're never going to sink at that point. Anyways, that's not the topic I want to talk about. Um, Sea of Thieves had some sort of, like, ARG happen, uh, hmm. or is happening. I can't really tell. It's very misleading. It's not really something that, uh, from what I've looked into, is very, like, apparent on how they're doing it. Uh, but I got an email with, like, a piece of paper with two letters on it and that's the only thing that was in the email um and a lot of other people got emails same thing they put them all together it makes a medallion with like a inner and an outer like code thing and they were able to figure out from the chest that they put on to twitter that there was like a little legend on the right hand side of it saying either two equals a or z equals a something like that and then they were able to open the chest now the chest is open and there's another piece of paper with like um, a riddle on it or something like that. So uh, hashtag SOT keys is what they're going off of. Um, it's kind of cool. I like when companies do stuff like that where it's like beyond just the game and like the community sure. has to like figure out puzzles and stuff like that. 
I'll, and you know, I'd have to say, I know, uh, I think about two, three weeks ago, I jumped into Sea of Thieves because I was in anticipation of the new, the new season. And there's just so much in that game now that yeah, like, I felt, to do. yeah, I felt so lost when I just like, I jumped in and I was on the, the ship and they were like, Hey, what do you want to do? And I was like, guys, I have not played this game for like two years whatever y'all want to do and we ended up into some like temple underwater taking treasure and like setting off traps and stuff and i was like i don't know what this game is anymore and i am having right. so much fun with it i think see it these still is plagued by that it's both it's it's blessing and curse that you basically jump into an open world and make your own adventure mm -hmm. um it's one of those things where it's like you have to have that mentality of like I'm going to go out onto the sea and waste time, basically. Uh, meanwhile, there's other games. Um, I don't know, Destiny Two comes to mind where it's like you pretty much know, all right, I'm gonna go into this dungeon and do this dungeon, and yeah. like you have a start and a finish, and then you can get off. So. Yeah, I I think that they all they kind of address that a bit with and you know maybe i'm wrong here but because they actually have like the campaign end of it now as well of you know if you want to do that kind of a thing of just being like hey if you want to have a start point have an end point go play the campaign mode we we they built a campaign mode for that but they're like if you want to just get a group of people together and have some chaos yeah they did make a better campaign than just what what other Stories that they did originally were just like, go here, dig this up, turn it in. And it's like, wow, I had such fun playing this story. But I was like, actually, like Jack Sparrow and stuff like that. Is that the campaign mm -hmm. that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that yeah. campaign's actually really fun. Um, yeah. I don't think it's... How much is the game right now? It's not 60 still, right? Uh, no, it's it's uh, cheaper, I do Okay, believe. it's 40. Yeah, I don't for... believe if you want to pick that game up, the... Jack Sparrow portion is worth $40. You definitely have to maintain playing for the other portion as well. Oh, yeah. If you, if you want to run that game. What's the campaign part worth? 20 bucks? Uh, you know, 15 15 mm. How about it's on part of your game subscription pass? to Game Pass? How about yeah, $1? $1? <laughs> yeah. It is, is part of Game Pass, so you could easily just... Play through the campaign bit a bit of it with your friends and be done and wash your hands and walk away. Um, but yeah, I think that's a that's one of those games that I feel like we've toyed with, and you know, especially for something like the twenty four hour stream, I think we'd have a lot of fun doing some more like concentrated effort in that game of being like, okay, we're gonna go do this, this, and this for during the stream kind of thing, and I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, I think we should kind of maybe think about going back into it because it's a game that, but now that it's it's been upgraded so much and it's so vastly different than from what it started that we could really have some fun just rolling around and fighting sea monsters and getting up to shenanigans. I think the most wild thing about that game is um, they actually took out the arena mode, which was your PvP mode. And oh. I did this because the arena mode was not played very often by anybody. Um, I had gotten 200 victories within the arena mode, which is uh, something you needed for titles and uh, specific weapon sets and stuff like that. 
No longer can anybody access the arena to get it, so I'm very curious. I would have to do research on how people would ever be able to access those weapons again, or if it's just locked to the people who did arena mode back when it was around. It, it might be that second part. I think there's a lot of stuff that was just like, you had to be here to get it when we did it. It makes it that much more worth it for me when I come back to play that I have all of those <laughs> like cosmetics unlocked that nobody else can get now. That's right. ridiculous. I did, I did see, and I did think it was interesting that part of the update with this new thing was that they had uh, loadouts for the ship. Oh, that's which, so cool. Which I don't know why they didn't have it in the first place, but like, there's always like your kind of go-to like cosmetics for your ship, and so now they you can just save what you want as the cosmetics for your ship, and so that way every time you start it'll be that, or if you want to switch between two, you have right. that already somewhere that you can just be like, oh, I'm feeling like doing the red one today, and you just click a button and all of it's red now, rather than going like, oh, on red sail, okay, red stern, okay, like you know, like it's just you one click you're done because you've already saved it somewhere and i don't know why it took them that long to get that set up but i like that yeah that's really cool yeah um what uh what other kind of uh seasonal things are happening over there chad in the game so game news world somebody deleted my quotations <laughs> um there is empire of the masquerade blood hunt quote-unquote season two um they came out at the end of last season, and they basically said, uh, hey, we're coming out with a summer season. Battle Pass is going to be cheaper. Uh, we're going to have a lot more content that we're going to give you pumping out constantly. Uh, we are going to fade away from the seasonal updates. We're, no longer, we're, not, we're not calling this season two. It is season two, but we're not calling this season two uh, because we want to be able to update anything and everything as, quick as quickly as possible um, without being locked into a structured, uh, this is when we're starting, this is when we're updating the game kind of thing. So I think that's a great direction for Blood Hunt just because uh, it still has a player base, but it is definitely uh, turning out and looking like uh, the failures of Hyperscape. Mm -hmm. um, almost to a T. I'm actually kind of baffled, um, sh shook and shocked, actually, about what they have introduced into the game and how they have implemented it, such as uh, this quote-unquote season, they introduced Team Deathmatch. My first question was, all right, for Team Deathmatch, did they go the easy route where it's just a segment of the BR map and you still have to find weapons in order to fight your enemies? And the answer is a resounding yes. It is a section of the BR map and you have to find your weapons in order to fight your enemies. So it is half BR, half team deathmatch. <laughs> and it is one of the most just baffling things to me how both companies decided that in order to retain player base, they would introduce a team deathmatch, but they didn't do it in a way where you could select loadouts or uh, make it fun, I guess you could say. <laughs> and so I, I actually have had the comment multiple times of... I. Is Shark Mob made up of just like some Ubisoft employees that fell away from Hyperscape mm -hmm. and they tried to go make another BR? Is is that actually what's happening? Are we being duped? <laughs> so it was a long con. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm still hopeful though, because of the fact that they said that they're falling away from the seasonal updates, like Ubisoft stuck it to the man and they're like, no, we're doing season to season content. This is the way it's going to be. Um 
they listen to the community by nerfing the Enforcer, which is the um, marble skin character, which as soon as you get into a fight with them, they're able to create their you know marble skin. They're invulnerable. They could shoot out of it at any time. Um, they made it shorter. They made it to where you can still shoot out of it, but you can't heal. You can't uh, do other like actions while you're where in the marble skin when before you could basically do just think of anything and you can do it within marble skin and just not be killed while doing that. Um, Siren, which was one of the worst characters, uh, has a teleport and a flashbang. They buffed the flash from 20 damage to 50 damage, which is kind of insane. Um, thinking you only have 200 health anyways, you're blind and you're 50 damage down as soon as you get hit by that. Uh, they made throwing smoke bombs as the stealthy characters. Um, you don't slow down anymore. You just you, you keep the same momentum, which I actually never even realized that you got slowed down when you threw the toxic bombs and stuff like that. So, all in all, I think it's a good step forward for Blood Hunt. A lot of the cosmetics and stuff like that are really incredible rather than being like your mediocre poop that for some reason every other BR does other than Fortnite. For some reason, Fortnite is just always stellar and phenomenal when it comes to cosmetics, but every other BR is just like the worst cosmetics you've ever laid eyes on. But yeah, but uh, I'm hoping it's successful because like I I do enjoy the game, and I would like to have uh not just Apex or Warzone yeah. as the the two BR and Fortnite as the three BRs out there. There needs to be more a variety. Cool. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to our, uh, our our news segment of things. We've been doing gaming news. Here's some, uh, you know, uh, other uh, gaming news things of uh, Rockstar uh, has uh, apparently canceled um, the remakes that they were doing of uh, GTA 4 and Red Dead Redemption 1. Yeah, technically this is a leak. Uh, but it seems to be corroborated a lot of places. Mm. Uh, but basically, it's like after they did the Grand Theft Auto trilogy and that blew up like really bad in their face, uh, they're just shelving a planned remake of Grand Theft Auto 4 in the GTA 5 engine and Red Dead Redemption 1 in the Redemption Redemption 2 engine. Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm really disappointed because I liked Red Dead Redemption 1. I, I, I ended up liking Red Dead Redemption 2 as well. Uh, but I was really hoping it seemed like a remake of Red Dead Redemption 1 was a no brainer to me. Red Dead Redemption 2 was so big and it's like, hey, you have this game that probably not a lot of people have played. I don't think mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a huge game for them. Remake mm-hmm. that thing in the Resident Resident Evil. I keep wanting to say Resident <laughs> yeah. Evil in the Red Dead Redemption 2 engine, because right now, Res- God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is only playable on PS3 and Xbox 360, which right now means I mean, for me, that basically means unplayable. Like, mm-hmm. I can't... My PS3 doesn't run very well, and I don't have a 360. Yeah. So it just means I don't... If I want to replay Red, the first one, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the cards. Yeah. Man. So I was like, oh, After 2 was huge. Like, the biggest game of all time, at the time, at least. It was like, yeah, of course they'll remake the first one. Why wouldn't they? That's It seems so easy kind of you have the engine you have all the assets just kind of mush them together but then I wonder, you know what game 
the <laughs> first Red Dead Redemption cowboy game yeah, they yeah. made. Uh, I think it maybe. I mean, I'm no no programmer, but I think that taking the assets from one engine and getting them to work in a second engine might be somewhat difficult to make it like you know look and I'm sure make I'm, the I'm physics not work the same. It would be easy, but you you're cutting out. You don't need writers because you already yep, have it. That's fair. You, you maybe don't even need to record voice lines because you got them all. You just reuse all the audio from the first game. Mm -hmm. Mechanics, plot locations you don't need to really do any designing you just kind of do porting which obviously hard yeah, but Blizzard compared to making makes it obvious that incredibly difficult apparently <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> they, hey, Kate, they also turned off the lights in some maps so <laughs> you watch yourself yeah I, I mean i think that you're you're very much right though is that you know putting gta 4 and red dead redemption 1 you know, if you ported that, just ported it, right? You take the game mm -hmm. that's there and you get it to work on PC and newer newer consoles and things so people can go back and play those games. Sure. I'm, you know, like that, that, that can't be that, that hard. And I think that's probably a good idea. So that way, if you cared about the story of Red Dead Redemption 2, then you can continue it on with Red Dead Redemption 1, because maybe you didn't play it and you want to know what happens to the character there and like see some of the after effects. Sure. I, I understand that. Uh, but yeah, like doing the whole like remake thing that they've been doing, especially when they were trying to do like the remake stuff of um, the previous Grand Theft Autos and it just being so poorly done and looking so awful and not well done. Um, may maybe it's best that they are stopping this and moving I mean... their 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 uh, efforts into something more fruitful. Well, the thing is, I don't know. I don't know how public knowledge this is, but like those the remastered trilogy. Rockstar just like farmed that out to another developer, mm. just like a company that made I think it's like mobile games. They were just like, yeah, you can do this, right? And they were like, yeah, for sure. And they were like, OK, you just need to remake all three of them and make it available on like every system. And they were like, uh, <laughs> and I was like, OK, is it done yet? And it's like, I mean, kind of. And they were like, great, ship it. Fuck it. We don't care. <laughs> so like, I don't know, man, like obviously to do these remakes, Rockstar would need to like try. They couldn't just like shit it out in a month. But that's obviously not something they're interested in. Why not just re-release Grand Theft Auto 5 again? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I, I they're really really pushing that Grand Theft Auto 5 stuff, which is on the one hand, sure, it I mean it is a pretty decent game. I do think that you know, GTA Online still has a very decent following, and I like, get still fun to just mess around with your friends on GTA Online. Um, but it also that at least makes me worried about the future of Six, yeah. just because I I like that they are separate. I don't want to try to play GTA Six while also dealing with hackers and screaming children and, you know, like, bots and shit. Like, you know, like, it's like, keep the, the two separate things. Give us a great story. Give us a lot of fun stuff to do. I, I respect them to be able to do that enough of just, like, give us a good GTA 6, but then have the sandbox there for us to also fuck around online because 
sometimes you don't want to deal with people. And you should have the option to not have to deal with people. Yeah. Uh, kind of sidebar, Rockstar has kind of killed Red Dead Online. Oh, yeah, well. I heard about that, Oof. too. I just don't yeah, care about it. That's That's <laughs> been a thing for a while that, like... They would do these grandiose updates to GTA Online of just being like, yeah, there's a new section of the map and there's a bunch of missions and here's a bunch of stuff. And, oh, did you log in? We're giving you a free fucking car. And then it's like, oh, did you log into Red Dead Online? We'll give you 10 bullets. Here you go. And it's like, cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate I that. Like, did it just not did it just have bad numbers? Because, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 was so big. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe it's just it was big because of people who wanted the single-player stuff. So saying, hey, check out the online stuff. We're like, nah. It doesn't help that they released it way after the game. Yeah. But it's also bizarre to me from when I went to do the online stuff because I wanted to check it out. All of the online stuff is, like, heavy story mode. It's just story mode with people. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I I know that I mentioned this on this podcast before, and it was a lukewarm reaction of things. But honestly, I would not have a problem of jumping online and playing with Jake and a couple of other people because I know Jake enjoyed the story mode. I at least tolerate it enough that I will do it some more. But I like like being a cowboy, so like, fuck yeah, I'm in. <laughs> like. You know, getting, you know, two other people and then robbing some banks in this kind of story mode thing that, like, no one else is going to mess with us because they only kind of mess with you in, like, the free roam stuff or whatever that you actually have to deal with other players. So, like, it would literally just be the couple of us, like, planning heists and doing heists and, you know, stealing horses and shit. And so I'm just kind of like, I, I don't understand why something like that wouldn't track well with people that like the story mode because it's just story mode with friends. And I, I guarantee that these people have at least a couple friends that they could do that stuff with. I mean, I'll tell you right, just personally, finished Red Dead Redemption 2, didn't even log on to the online. Not interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not interested even a little bit. Even if it's good, mm-hmm. don't want it. Not what I bought the game for. And, wow. and I think I think that might be a lot of... I mean, the, it could the be. issue is is the fact that of exactly that of you know people did their story and then their story finished and they were like okay and they didn't know either what the online was or they didn't care and either way you don't have people clicking it to check it out and so then no one's over there i mean and... aspect three probably had the same thing right big probably. single player game actually yeah. a very compelling multiplayer mode but mass effect fans aren't there for the multiplayer are they so but, they just finished the game and they went, okay, bye-bye. The, the, the one thing that Mass Effect did was they tied in your like galactic readiness thing to, to the multiplayer. Fair, people yes. also fucking hated that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that was at least a smart thing of just being like, hey, if you want to have some better galactic readiness check out but like you know there's kind of like a sign in the campaign at least you know in the game kind of pointing over to it and being like hey you can check this out and it's probably going to be fun and then in fact it was whereas there's nothing like that in red dead there's nothing that says like continue your story as this character on online with all of your friends you know there's nothing there that tells you to go online it's just like it ends 
you uninstall and you walk away. I think fundamentally, like Red Dead Online versus GTA Online seems less fun too. Like GTA Online, if you think of like a sandbox with like a bunch of people, they're all like driving cars around, shooting rocket launchers, flying jets. Like that sounds like, you know, a wacky good time. A bunch of people in the old west riding horses around slowly seems like not as engaging i mean even single player a lot of red dead redemption 2 is sort of big wide open ranges yeah you're just kind of riding your horse doing your own thing just kind of vibing (laughs) it does it is a weird match kind of so yeah i guess they said that they are not doing any more major updates for red dead online and then just recently the anniversary for the last major update happened so it's been like a full year at this point they've done anything with that uh speaking of uh things that are more of a happy day things Mm -hmm. that you know uh have been developed for a while i hear uh i hear maybe uh maybe there's some more some more uh viking love going on that was what? Right, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm trying to set y'all up here because I don't know who actually fucking did it because there's no colors here. But anyway, uh, uh, God of War is going Viking. Oh, they, there's gonna I, be Viking. I thought Valheim. Then I thought no, no, Norseman. I, I was just I knew it was Alex. Oh, man. I was gonna let him talk about. Yeah, it. yeah. I forgot I put it in there. Oh God my damn God, it, Alex! <laughs> You're off the podcast. Oh uh, man, this is why uh, he doesn't link stuff till after. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it's out of order, too. because It is out of order. I don't know, we skipped well, and went to yeah, Rockstar. Another thing is, <laughs> the last thing in this list has nothing to do with Vikings. And so Correct. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, oh That's God. what I was looking at. I was like, <laughs> is James Webb related to a Viking family? Turn off the oh podcast. Gosh. Don't worry, we got there. We got there. There's a, there's a flow <laughs> here. Anyway, so, so Ragnarok, anyway, God of War. I just wanted to mention, we... We'd like pooped all over God of War Ragnarok last podcasts and how they're definitely not going to come out this year. And then in between that podcast and this one, they said it is coming out this year, November 9th, 2022. Hurry up, Jake. You don't have much time. I'm working on it. Okay, I'm working (laughs) on it. Does anyone believe in November 9th? I I don't have a strong belief that it will hit November 9th. Maybe it will. I don't know. Do I have to buy a PS5? Maybe It'll come out on, they... on PS4 as well. Do I have to buy a PS4? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Or wait two years for it to come to PC? I don't yeah, know what their schedule is like. Yeah. But... yeah. Did I you would, play the first I would love one, to wait, but... Okay, I played all the way up until I moved out with Caitlin. Hmm. Like in the basement with, with your PS4. And then... Uh, I really wanted to know the rest of the story, and I was like, "There's no way like it's gonna come out on PC or anything." So like, I just watched the rest of the playthrough, and like, it was a great story. And so I was like, "Cool, yeah, I wanna, I want, I'm gonna want to play the second one." Uh, so yeah, now I need to figure out if I'm gonna get a PlayStation or wait two years, three years, four years indefinitely for it to come out. Yeah. Wow. Or I guess I could just come over and play it on your PS4. That's probably the smarter way to do it. Yeah, trick one of those mm-hmm. bozos into buying it, and then just play theirs. <laughs> There's no chicken involved. Smart. Yeah, okay, so like they Smart. they play through it, they beat it, and then I'm just like, hey, could you guys buy, buy your console and just one-shot it in like a night, Caleb you know? has a PS5 and a PS4. Indeed. 
Let me just borrow your PS4 and then yeah. I'll just like buy it myself and I'll just have a random PS4 or 5 game in my house with no <laughs> PS4 or 5 once I give it back to you. It's perfect. I think the best plan is like we just let Caleb play it first and then we all cycle through borrowing as PlayStation 5. <laughs> okay, so we all chip in to buy the God of War game though. <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like it's only fair if that's going to uh, happen. But I own the console, so I don't ship it on the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Well, don't seem right. That. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, back in the day, when PS3 was a thing, yep. me and a couple of friends had a neutral PlayStation account that none of us <laughs> actually owned, that we all bought games on. Oh. Because... There was like no restrictions on game sharing, so like if you had an account that had the game on the console, then you could just play it. It's kind of a good idea. So we yeah. would just rotate who bought whatever game next, <laughs> and buy one copy, and we would all three play it. That's it's pretty great. good. Yeah. yeah, is is good idea. Um, what I understand, you can't really do that anymore. I uh, mean, yeah, I think they probably caught on to that, and they were like, <laughs> "Hey, no, we want our money." They got the sharing thing, but. But it works between two people, basically. Two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, as previewed previously, uh, previewed previously, uh, as teased <laughs> previously. There we go. Ha. Um. Yeah. The last thing in the news was uh. You know, a lot of us were fascinated with the uh, the James Webb space uh James Webb uh the James Webb <laughs> space <laughs> telescope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that happened this week. Uh, and just seeing some of that sweet, sweet space action. Um, we got to was, see some really... pretty cool new images from that. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Stuff. Mm-hmm. The first image they put out, the deep, the deep field image, is like the deepest in the space that we've ever seen. Apparently that section of the sky has a naturally forming gravitational lens. So it's basically like we're pointing a telescope at a natural telescope and then seeing like super far. Mm. And it's like 13.2 billion years in the past that you can see. So it's like the like galaxies that are only like 100 or 200,000 years old. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Crazy stuff. Uh, There's a lot of images that they took that are the same as other famous Hubble images, and you can see them side by side and see how much better the new telescope is. Yeah. How much more detail you can get. Did they uh, say how many megapixels it is? Yeah, it's like four megapixels, I think. Whoa, that's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of megapixels. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um... I mean, if you look into, like, the design of the telescope and stuff like that, it looks nuts. Yeah. If you look at the mirrors, it's like... A bunch of hex panels now, Mm -hmm. like gold plated hex panels instead of like one disc, like the Hubble has. Man, um, the cosmic cliffs image that they released that's the last image they released is just so cool. It's a stunning image, it is now a desktop background. As as it so. as it should be, I I put it as my phone background because it's just it is the neatest thing, and you're just like, I don't know, it, it's moments like this that really is just like right space, space mm-hmm. is some cool shit. Like, it's it's yeah. fascinating. I think Alex the measure, was the one who uh, said uh, 
that first that deep space image. If you hold yep. up a grain of rice, that's how much of the sky it actually takes up. Grain of sand. Grain of oh, grain of sand. Oh, if you hold a Smaller. if you hold a grain of sand at arm's length and look up in the sky, that is the patch of sky that the deep field covers. And there's just like thousands of galaxies in that image. Yeah. Space, huh? Space is crazy. Yeah. How about it? Hey, you should know a lot about it, Jake. I do, I do. <laughs> is that why? Maybe this is why there are so many Dead Space games coming out soon. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but yeah, you know, space crazy. Uh, Vikings crazy. Even crazier, wow. space Vikings. And our wow. boy Thor. Why did that actually fit so well? Wow. That's wow. upsetting. I'm uninstalling the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that? Teach me, please. I can teach me how to uninstall the podcast. See, I told you there was a pattern and there was a reason Bro's why I went out of order. Window. <laughs> I had this planned out. Uh, did anyone else see Thor? Was it just me? I haven't seen I, it. I think nope. we were going to go together, yep. but then Aaron decided to go on a business trip. Yeah. Uh, what a jerk. Um. Hey, it's Thor. It's good. Go see it. Is it, it did, fine? No, I'm not. I'm not even saying it's fine. It's <laughs> good. It's, oh, it it's is a step above. Good. Okay, it's just right. good. I've heard a lot of people are upset about it. I don't yeah. know why though. Like, like upset, it... upset, or like or disappointed, like, yeah. internet disappointed. upset. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to I be think they were looking for shade at Taika. I think it's not as good over as it. Ragnarok. Yeah, it's such a hard movie to follow. Yeah, I think right? I think that movie just came out of nowhere and was just like awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The like, only is, thing that I have seen on it is that somebody's mad about the rock guy uh, being inconsistent with in Ragnarok, how he said me moms. And then in this yep. one, he just said my two dads or something like that. Yep. So uh, also right. uh, <laughs> word solution. Uh, one of his parents is trans done. Uh, yeah, the people who were upset about him having two dads will be thrilled that one of them is trans. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I, it's, I also think that he's, uh, you know, it's a, a random uh, rock Caitlin, guy. Caitlin he's, just in the chat said something very, uh, yeah, yeah, like very good. He's made oh, a rock. Sure. It's not weird to imagine they switch gender at will, or even aren't even gendered to be honest. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just kind of do whatever. And also, uh, in the grand scheme of your. MCU canon having to all fit and being correct. Uh, I don't think the gender of a off-screen character's parents is going to matter. It could come back to bite them. Honestly, like, it could be like, you know, what, Kang the Conqueror or whoever? And then it's just like, because it's the two genders, like, it just breaks the universe. Like, Mm -hmm. ultimately, I think they're actually going to come back to this. They did this on purpose. Because it's going to be a plot device later, of course, and, and we figured it out. In Avengers Five, we're going to grandly like... reveal that Korg's second dad <laughs> is the true villain. Yeah, <laughs> um, he could have more than two parents. Also, oh my god, it's all coming together, guys! I think we cracked it. I think, or like uh... one of them's a step parent, but like he has a good relationship with them, so he doesn't specify every time he says it. Mm. Man, it's, it's almost like this portion just doesn't matter and nobody it should doesn't. be mad about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the only thing that I could see potentially people being mad at um, is there is a character that is no longer going to be part of the MCU because of this movie and um, 
it just seems kind of weird. Like, I think they did a very good job of sending this character off, but it's also just kind of like, okay, but, like, you also kind of didn't let them go. Like, there's, like, a shot of them in Valhalla, and so you're like, cool, so does that mean they're actually dead, and we just, like, see them in heaven, or are they going to, like, try to pull them back? Like, I don't know. I think that's the only thing that I'm actually... I could actually see some sort of uh, things of like uh, fans being upset about uh, for a legitimate reason, but the rest of it, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I think that uh, the same way that Taika gave us some crazy, interesting visuals with color in Ragnarok, he does the opposite here of they go to a place where there is an absence of color. And so then it's like this black and white, but there is uh, occasionally during the fight scene, like people are using their powers. And when that happens, there is color on the screen. And so it's really cool to see like literally everything in black and white, but then like Thor's cape is like, just like this glowing red. <laughs> and it's like, wow, this is actually really fucking pretty. Like this looks good um and so i think that they did a really good job of making it look visually distinct uh it had its very it, it had a theme of its own that i was also very happy with uh that i was like oh yeah like this is uh distinct from other ones i didn't feel like this was kind of you know like um we've talked about how it's like oh yeah this is the same thing as all of these other movies you've just subbed in iron man for somebody else and it's the same exact like step repeat of a story um this isn't they also did a really good job with the villain the villain has an entire thought process and you're like wow this doesn't suck um they so, didn't yeah. bring back dark elves <laughs> i was hoping with natalie portman coming back they'd bring back malika wow you, you nailed that you nailed name? that I, wow! Well, I'm maybe. so impressed. It depends if that's right or not. That is correct. Malachi. You are correct, sir. Malekith the Accursed. Look at that. Oh yeah. my gosh. How do you know that? To be fair, Malekith was also an Elden Ring boss, so that yeah. probably <laughs> helped keep the name in my brain. Um. Nope. I think they just grabbed Natalie Portman, and Natalie Portman does a good job. Mm, I I really enjoyed Natalie elf. Portman. Um. <laughs> I also. I don't know how much of the kind of uh, the media circus around the MCU stuff that you guys are part of, uh, of, you know, specifically referring to, um, you know, like all of the Easter egg videos on YouTube things of just being like, oh, yeah, we're going to break down all of the references from the last episode of Loki Man, or whatever that stuff is. No. I definitely got down a YouTube rabbit hole of that because I watched one one time mm -hmm. and then my entire YouTube yeah. history yeah. is filled yep. with it. Mm -hmm. uh, the only reason I say that is because there was a scene that I looked at and I laughed out loud in the theater because I was just imagining the person freeze framing the shot and trying to explain everything in it and i was like mm -hmm. that poor fucking intern like everybody <laughs> staring at this i was like oh those poor fucking people because there is so much in that one picture i was like oh no <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was like please just stop just don't don't even try to do it just just let it happen um but yeah it, go check it out it's thor it's good if you liked uh ragnarok you'll like this I, there's there's nothing that would say otherwise. Um, it's a it's a fun it's a fun MCU movie. I have I have one more thing, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. a reminder because of Dark Elves, uh, which <laughs> yeah. Night Elves and World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, 
They actually, I think they're in like what closed beta alpha, alpha. Yeah, okay. Yep. Of um Dragonflight, and you can choose the Evoker, uh, which, which is, a, is new a new class, and it's supposedly advanced. And so it comes up with an advanced warning when you're in the character creator, and it says, you know, this is an advanced class. Um, and it says, okay, choose a different class or continue with Evoker. So you continue with Invoker or Evoker, and then it comes to another page that says. All right, do you understand that this is advanced? Type in <laughs> advanced if you understand. Oh, wow. wow. Does it really? <laughs> yes. Jesus. It's like condescending. Yeah. Uh, you'll miss tutorial if you proceed. We recommend starting with a different class. You can always come back to this one and move, um, what does it say? Uh, once you're more familiar with the game. If you're sure, type advanced in all caps. Jesus. <laughs> I like how like when you're deleting a MMO character, you have to type in either their name or the word delete to make yep. sure that, which I think that's like that's needed. Sure. I don't think this is needed. <laughs> yeah, that just seems rude. They're like, Are you sure, dumbass, that you can yeah. handle this thing? Um but yeah, I Do we I'm know what makes it advanced? Uh, uh it probably has six buttons instead of five. Well, <laughs> it also has a flying ability uh, versus the other characters that do not actively like you you'd have to jump on a mount to fly whereas the invoker literally is just like i think they're like half dragon or something and so they just go wings and they just fly around uh and so i think there's something to do with the flying uh aspect of it i could be wrong um, but I know that that was like a big deal about the new uh, DLC that is coming out. Is they're just like, oh yeah, it's called Dragonflight, and goddamn it, you're getting dragons and you're getting flying. They were very clear on that there was going to be a fuck ton of flying stuff. There's going to be flying hey. combat. They're like, flying is gonna happen here. Not to delve too deep into this, but wasn't the last expansion End of Dragons? Uh, now we got Dragon Guild Wars. Oh, it's Guild Wars. That's Guild Wars. Wars. Thank <laughs> you. Sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Easy well, see, that's exactly right all of the dragons moved from Guild Wars from Guild to... Wars. Got it, got it. Yeah. That's how Caleb doesn't play MMS. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, the, the thing that I'm actually excited about um, the the new thing is, uh, the new WoW expansion, is that they're bringing back uh, skill trees. And oh, okay. I'm intrigued by that. I like that. I like skill trees. That's the reason why I play the old WoW. Hey, just uh, out of curiosity, WoW. are you even intrigued about retail well in the slightest because i thought you were a classic only true and tr you know tried and true yeah and and most of that is because of the skill tree mm, okay and i i will say a lot of that is due to the fact we'll that, see what like, happens december 22nd or exactly uh, 2022 this year yeah. december the the fact that they're bringing skill trees to, like to retail me. is a thing that I'm like, hey, I liked that it gave you some customization of your character even if you're not like optimizing it to be the best doesn't fucking matter you're making the character yours and i liked that like i have a plenty of characters on classic that are like i've got a, a fist weapon spec rogue which is like not good and it does not do well but it's fun and it does good with fist weapons it's just you know like compared to all of the other skill tree stuff that i could do you know i'm not putting out as much dps as a sword rogue or whatever these days and i'm just like i don't care i'm having fun this is my rogue this is my build and so i'm excited to see them kind of bring that back and see how they do it versus how they've been doing it in retail right now which is just like giving you two options and they're like yeah it's kind of like a skill tree of just like you either heal better or you punch gooder pick 
And I'm like, all right, I guess. Sick. Yep. Cool. <laughs> that's so, all. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's what we got. Yeah, nice, nice, clean cap, <laughs> like 90 minute, 90 minute cast there. So thanks for stopping by. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being a part of this. Thank you so much. Uh, we've been the forecast with Alex and Caleb and Jake <laughs> and oh Chad. Is this how we, this <laughs> me, how we do this it? Not how we do oh, it dude, on Twitter, Secret Service is you trending. Why? Would actually say That's something. That's not good. Um, we don't do this. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks for watching, uh, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.